Hey, welcome to Speak Up Sis, where we have conversations that help you get through life while giving you all your life. Here, we say what nobody wants to hear, but everybody needs to know. Today, I've got an amazing conversation for you all. I'm going to invite a really good friend of mine into this space to share with us. Her name is Kijafa James, and she's going to talk with us about decluttering, but not what you think, not decluttering your physical house. We're going to talk about decluttering your soul, decluttering your mind, decluttering your life. So listen, get ready because we're going to have an amazing, awesome, very real, very raw conversation. Let's get it. Hi, Kijava. How are you? Hey, Angel. How are you? I am doing well. My goodness. We have been having quite the night, haven't we? (laughs) We have, but we're going to get it done anyway. We're going to get it done anyway. Push through. So everyone listening in, I told you I had an awesome guest for you today. And we're going to be talking about cleaning up, decluttering, getting free of some things. But before we do that, I'd like for Kijafa to just tell you a little bit about herself as well as her platform called Let's Wrap. Kijafa, talk to us then. Hey, everybody. My name is Kijafa. I am a mom, a single mother of three. I, I love God. I am a lover of God. And I love God's people. I'm resilient. I'm powerful. I'm kind. And I'm a survivor. And not only am I a survivor, I am a thriver. And I think that's the most important part and it's getting to the thriving. Um, I am the founder of a small community. It's growing. It's called Let's Rap. And Rap is an acronym for Women Radiantly Activating Purpose. And when I first started and, you know, God gave me the idea of starting a Let's Rap, which is just women having conversations, me and all my friends get together and it's just one big group thing, whereas opposed it used to be just a one-on-one thing. But, you know, when God gave me the idea, I thought of it as women radiantly achieving purpose. Mm -hmm. But as I've been on this journey, I have discovered that purpose is not something that we achieve. It's, it's already in us. God put us in it, in us when we were first, before we were even thought of and who we are is already destined by God. It's just, up for us to catch up with that and just activate it because it's within us. So let's wrap. It's just a safe place. It's an emotional safe place for women to just discuss everyday issues and to, to, to clean up, to get it out because what you don't get out, you know, it just kind of festers and kind of causes clutter. Exactly. So you all, you less wrap so that you can unwrap. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, and talk about it. 
<laughs> and you know, share resources and share, you know, different. You know, everybody, we encourage one another. People pray for each other. But we mostly, you know, a lot of times it's sharing resources. So I may see something or hear something, you know, in another community. And I'll kind of bring it to the Let's Rap community. Just my take on things and just just kind of sharing. Right. I get it. It sounds like an amazing community. Um, You'll have to send me some information about it. Listen, sis, I may need to... I may need a place that's safe to let's wrap and unwrap and unpack too. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talk about everything and I think sometimes we will go through things or go through situations and not tell anyone. So someone might post in there about a date mm-hmm. that they went on and other people will chime in and give their, right. And it's different women. It's not all single women. There are divorced women. There are married women. And so People just give just different perspectives on things where sometimes we'll keep it things inside and that's where clutter comes from. That's where you just holding on to stuff and not really being able to move forward in life because you're holding on to all these different things and you're just not getting anything out. Exactly. So listen, since you brought up clutter, that's a perfect segue to go into the heart of our conversation today. So I was doing just a little bit of um, research. And uh, before I get into what I found, I want to say to everyone listening um, that excessive clutter is often a symptom as well as a cause of stress and can affect every part of our lives. However, oftentimes when we think about clutter, we think about it in terms of um, the natural world, our our house being junky, right? Our, Our physical house or our office space being junky or cluttered or filled with excessive things. Um, However, today we want to talk about the excessive clutter that we have in our soul and our hearts and our minds and our psyche, right? And what that excessive clutter does to our lives and the decisions that we make every day. So talk to me a little bit about why cleaning up, cleaning house, decluttering um, our spiritual being is so important to you? Why is why is this something you talk about a lot? It's something I talk about a lot because for many years, I did not focus on it. Like I just had all the clutter and I didn't even realize that it was clutter. I didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. but it just, it was, it came out as behavior that, was not becoming of the person that I am. Right. And I didn't even, you know, I was whatever. I didn't, my self-worth was really low. My, I didn't value myself. I didn't make wise choices. I was very reactive in many situations. I was just kind of all over the place, really having anxiety attacks and going through just all different types of stuff, going from, man, just dating, quote unquote dating, but it wasn't even really dating. It was more like situation shipping. Right, right. It was not 
Right. And I'm glad because now that I know I'm glad you went there because and excuse me for interrupting, but I want to sort of paint a picture for our, our listeners. And when we talk about clutter, sometimes we we just pay attention to the dirty house. And when people come in, they go, oh, my goodness, this place is junky. But before we even get into decluttering, I kind of want to start off with how, what types of things create the clutter? Because we don't start off cluttered, right? Like none of us start out with junky lives. So where does the, when do we start like developing this, this, you know, when do we start picking up all of these things? Or when did you start picking up things uh, before you even got to a place where you were cluttered, realized you were cluttered, realized you needed to declutter. What started this? What was some of the first stuff that you can remember holding on to? Oh my gosh. It definitely started in in childhood, but I didn't even realize Mm -hmm. it, but it started with molestation. That's a big one. Which, yeah, and I didn't know that it was molestation. Like, I always thought that it was, I was just a fast little girl. Why? Because that's what, that's back in the day. Now, nowadays, I think young people don't realize that life was different just 20 years ago, 30 years ago. um, Adults talk differently, behave differently, um, and... You're right. It, there was a time when you heard grown people say, "Oh, she just fast. She just fast, yeah. right?" <laughs> and and you don't even realize that you're right there. You're picking up clutter. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, of course, I didn't realize that. It just, you know, now you know. Thank God for you know revealing it to me. But I just. I believe that, that, okay, I was a fast little Mm -hmm. girl. Like, and it kind of just was something I I took on. Right. And it kind of just led me just down a path where I just collected more and more clutter and then just other traumas just began coming in. And I never knew how to process anything. I didn't see people process emotions. Mm -hmm. Everyone around me kind of was was cluttered or you know just or what you would want to call dysfunction right. I didn't know that that was dysfunction I thought that fighting and you know men womanizing and all those things those were the norm for me just in the how I grew up that's what I saw so all of that was it was normal right. so what may be abnormal to, it, for me it wasn't so I was picking up all this and then dealing with this where my innocence was taken, but I didn't even realize that I was ever innocent. Mm. It it took me, and this, wow, we're just talking about this right now. Thank you, God. (laughs) I'm telling you, these are some some liberating conversations, liberating conversations. The stuff we think nobody wants to hear, but everybody needs to hear. Everybody needs to know. Right. Because it was definitely, you know, I, I've lived up to that. Okay, if I'm fast, well, then I might as well just be fast. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if and you, I'm gonna just be out here because, yeah. If you think about it, right? If you because you said something, it's you you didn't see certain things, right? If you grow up in a house where your mom never sweeps, she never mop, she never uses a broom, she never uses a mop, she never washes dishes, right? You you yeah. grow up not knowing how to utilize those tools to clean. You yeah. get used to living in and listen, girl, listen, okay, let's let's take it all the way real. I remember being younger, um, and we were, you know, we lived in the, we I grew up in projects, and I say projects with an S on the end, okay. Um, <laughs> the real yeah. kind, but my mom's not the California kind. Ours, oh different. girl, no, we didn't. No, okay, let let's just let me say this. <laughs> no, I grew up in the country projects, girl, not the urban ones. Y'all had some real stuff going. Okay, but my mom, when we were really young, although we lived in the projects, we never looked like we live in the stereotype. You know what? the stereotype of what project kids look like or what a project house looks like. Yeah. Right. Because my mother was very clean. Yeah. She was very tidy. We were always well put together. And I remember going over to, you know, some friends houses who, you know, lived in some other projects and it was like, it's like, you want to spend night girl. I would look around like, uh, uh like y'all don't see, how nasty this house is. <laughs> I, I used right. to be like, do you all not see them roaches crawling? Do you all not see right. the food y'all left? All of y'all not see oh this my stuff? Gosh. I don't like being in those type of places. Right, but, but, you know, <laughs> but, the, thing, but the, the, the thing is, is that yeah. when those kids, they don't see anything wrong with that because it's what they live in every day. It's what they know. And it's kind of like that with, with this emotional trauma and the things that we carry around when you're used to it, when you don't have parents who teach you how to, you know, uh, declutter your thoughts, your mind, your soul, you know, they don't teach you these things as you're growing up, then you get used to carrying around a bunch of junk and you think it's normal. <laughs> right? Other people looking at you like, you, do. you don't realize how messy you are. <laughs> growing up in the church and being a PK, you know, my father was a minister, but my father was also a drug addict and he struggled with with addiction for years so part of me <laughs> we said this clutter going going deep but there right. was the part that had that that church but then there was that other part that had that the trap house you're a pk a preacher's kid so your father was a preacher who had his own clutter yeah yeah and it passes down it's, it, it goes down it passes down it passes down so I, I learned to okay I can put on this facade I can dress it up and I can play this part but I can also do this over here gotcha and the, this over here was the clutter that fed the clutter <laughs> 
that that the clutter that was just putting more clutter on top of clutter right and and you know and it's just hoarding like you call yes, it yes because that's what excessive clutter becomes right first it's just a little mm-hmm. dirty or excuse me first it's just untidy right and then you get dirty and then you start being nasty and now you're just excessive and now you're at a place where you're hoarding and 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 now you're in this place where if you don't clean house it's going to make you sick if you don't clean yeah. house right because when we when our when when we become cluttered internally it's just like living in a in a house with a hoarder. Eventually, it's going to be so filthy that you're going to start getting sick. You're going to have all kind of dead things laying around that you don't realize are dead because you got so much stuff. Things are going to start to decompose, right? You're you're going to start to get yeah. funky smells, right? People are not. People are going to stop wanting to be in your space and around you. So the same sorts of things that happen in the natural sense when we live in a cluttered, nasty space, right? We have those same issues when we won't take care of our internal clutter. So check this out. Sometimes the very thought, I think, of, of tackling the junk, of tackling the clutter can be overwhelming, right? But it's a necessary process to living a more fulfilled life. Do you think that many people realize that they have junky lives, junky hearts, junky souls, but it's just like, this is too much. They rather just deal with it because it's overwhelming. I did that for years. Like I didn't even know stuff was an issue and I wasn't able to even really hear from God the way that I needed to because there was way too much going on in there. I was carrying my clutter, other people's clutter. Like I was the clutter girl, like (laughs) really carrying it. We've got to get back to being about the truth and not what's real. You know, I talk about that on Speak Up Sis with Angel Charmaine on the Facebook Live. You said when keeping it real goes wrong. And I say all the time, we are at a place where we need to stop keeping it real and start keeping it the truth because our realities are not necessarily the truth. And sometimes we live in this space that's cluttered and just filled with junk. And the very thing that torments us is where we find our comfort and we don't like to say that but that's what happens is it's what you become accustomed to and the very thing that torments you is the very thing you cling to because it's what you know yeah yeah that's so true that was so true I was so used to functioning as Kiki like that's my street name you know even even in my family that's my nickname everybody's called me Kiki and Kiki was she's a she's a bad chick as they like to call them she ran the streets partied and friends and dress nice and had all these guys and all that stuff but that was so far removed from who Kijafa really was Kiki came about I was like 13 and so much had happened to me at 13. At 13, you know, I had already 
you know, been taken advantage of. That had already occurred, but I didn't even know that that was a wrong mm-hmm. thing. You know, it wasn't like how it is now. So I, in my mind, I already thought I was mm-hmm. broken. I was broken at 13. I was broken and I didn't know I was broken. I thought I was just this pretty girl and I was smart and this, this, that, and a third. At 13, I lost my brother and I didn't, I had never know how to deal with loss or emotions or anything like that. So repeat that for me. You said, you said you lost your brother. I did. I lost my brother when I was 13. He died. He was a baby. He died from crib death. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And most, I never talked about it. Most people didn't know, even some of my closest friends, even, you know, my friend, you know, Diane, I knew her since we were 15 years old. She didn't know when she met me, my, I just lost my brother two years before Mm. that because it was something I didn't, know how to process it because I lost so much in that time. If you really want to be truthful about it in that time, I lost my mom. Wow. Hmm. You know, she was still, you know, she's still alive. But when my little brother passed, that part of her was a part of her. She was never the Mm. same again. So here I am, this 13-year-old girl. I'm the oldest. So I immediately you know, stepped in. That's what people know I cook. I've been cooking. I've been doing this. <laughs> you know, I've been this. But I also at 13, I started really having sex. Right. I started drinking. Wow. At 13. Drunk, mad dogs. At 13, you 13. began to drink. Yeah, I was, I used to, did. I used to drink Cisco and I used to drink Wow, Mad, mad Dog 2020 <laughs> at 13? Girl, you the yes. bad girl. Yes. You're a bad girl, honey. Yeah, I thought you were get ready to say, "Oh my God, some you some Boone's Farm or something." But no, <laughs> you you said Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. My Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Yes, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Cisco, and then Carlos Rossi. Oh wine. my goodness! At thirteen, <laughs> let me tell you something. More yeah. clutter, just picking up baggage. And and yeah. I noticed something. I picked up something you said. Um, be, because our, our, uh, there was a little breakup right there, but you said that when your brother passed away, your mom, a piece of your mom, um, you know, passed away with him and you began to cook. And now as an adult, people are like, Oh, you can cook. You're a great cook. But what they don't realize was that you picked that up in a dysfunctional way. And when you said that, it made me think yeah. about how yeah. we can be filled with useful clutter that's not necessary. And we're Hello? back. Yes, Kijafa, we're back. We back. We're back. We are back. We're not letting the technical difficulties stop us tonight. No. So <laughs> let me just let me just say this, um, because I honestly don't know how it's all going to turn out. I'm sure our listeners will let us know. But just for just for um, our listening audience, Kijafa and I have had the craziest time trying to have this conversation. Okay? Please understand. 
we have had, we spent hours trying to have this conversation. And when I tell you that when you are trying to do something different, when you're trying to break into a new arena, when you're trying to step outside of yourself, and when you're trying to do something great, there will be obstacles. There will be issues. Tell y'all something. This is the importance of cleaning your house. Because there was a time when I carry so much junk, just like Kijafa has shared. Um, I was molested as well. Um, there was a point in my life when my mom, you know, was uh, addicted to drugs. Um, I've already said, you know, we grew up in, in different projects, moving and here and there. So, so lots of clutter. You said 13 was, was your age, 15 was mine. And for the same reasons, for me, it was like, Everybody was saying, oh, you're so innocent and pure and, and, and you're precious and don't give your, you know, you want to give yourself away. And I thought to myself, I don't have anything to hold on to. I, it's, that's been taken. So for you, it was 13. For me, it was 15. But here's the thing. The beauty in, in having this conversation is that people get to hear two women who initiated process of decluttering we're not just at the beginning of the process either it's not like we're just trying to tell you some stuff we're just learning no mm-hmm. about years of 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 getting cluttered picking up the clutter and we're talking about years of working on cleaning out the clutter and i say all that to say that there is a time when these technical difficulties would have sent me into a lot of different places, these technical difficulties would have sent me to a booty call. <laughs> or that these part, though. That part. Keep it real. To, you know, to have a drink. Or these, you know, it, they would have sent me into, or to eat. They would have sent me into the kitchen to just, you know, pacify my emotions and they didn't do none of those things happened none of those things happened you know I'm sitting in this place like what is really going on it seems like if it's bad and it can happen it's happening right now but because I have taken the time to acknowledge that look your temple is is filthy and I have taken so like you said before, because I wrote this down, um, you, you, I asked you before, what are some things that you think that people can do to help with the decluttering process? And you said to pray. And so there, you know, we, I've gone through that, that desire to want to clean up and getting to the point where it's like, okay, God, you know, I'm not gonna be able to do this by myself. So if you don't, if you don't show up and reveal me to me, because that's what you said, right? Yeah. You asked God, what, what did you tell me? I said, I, I said, I asked God, reveal me to me. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I just thought from a relational standpoint, would I want to be in a relationship? Would I want to mm-hmm. be in relationship with someone that was just like me? 
And exactly. not just the beautiful parts, not the beautiful, right. all those parts, the parts that everybody sees, the parts, the good parts. Because Of course, I'm a good person. You know, of course, I've got great qualities. And so, of course, it's not saying that, but it's that other stuff, that right. stuff that I knew that I was keeping hidden, that nobody right. else knew. It's that stuff. What I want to deal with, then I had to say, no. No, self. No, <laughs> no. no self. <laughs> no, self. Like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Absolutely not. But it was power in that no, because did it hurt my feelings? Yes. Like, it, it really, really, it broke my heart. But it takes heartbreak for the issues of your heart to flow out. Because it's going to take... Don't don't jump past that. You said it's going to take heartbreak. Sometimes you gotta your, your heart has to break you, for you, it sometimes your heart has to break. It has to be able to break for the issues of it to flow out. Kind of like a glow stick. In order kinda for like it to, in order for it to to shine brightly, you gotta break it. My Absolutely. God. Absolutely. And, and, and people look down on heartbreak. This is God. I just got to say this. People will look. Nobody wants to say that their heart has been broken. Right. Mm-hmm. Like and we all want to be the hard role. We all want to be the dumper or, you know, we're going to move on to the next one, whatever. There is beauty in our heart that can break. You said something else. Um, you said after pray, you you sought out wise counsel. Sometimes you can't see it. Sometimes when you've been in a thing long enough, when you've been in a thing, you know, you know what? <laughs> I have four teenage boys. You know that. I got four teenage sons. Yeah. And sometimes they smell like goats. I'm talking about Billy goats. <laughs> oh, yeah. They you understand. Stinking. And the they thing do. is, is that... Yeah, they do. Because they stink all the time, they can't smell themselves. And it's and and you can have a desire to to change, to to get free, to declutter. You can pray and ask God. And at the same time, you can be in something for so long that it's going to require some wise counsel. It's going to require God leading you to someone or leading someone to you to help you see, to help you be able to smell. Listen, you might need to smell something pretty to realize you stink. <laughs> yeah. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I had to do. I really had to. I had to one. I was had to be ready, and I was ready to stop venting and just randomly telling people, "Oh, I'm going through this." Won't, won't, won't. Because even people with the best intentions, they couldn't meet me where I needed to be met. I had to stop venting, and I had to start praying, Mm -hmm. and I had to allow God to reveal to me who my wise counsel was, and it wasn't who Mm -hmm. I thought it was either. Right. And that's what led me to one. I start going to therapy, mm-hmm. which is okay. And I was Let's blessed put our to, sidebar in here. Which is okay. We're gonna put our black girl sidebar which because okay. people like to say that the culture doesn't recognize the importance, or that believers 
don't rec- recognize the importance. But so we're going to put a little sidebar in here. And- Therapy is good. And don't be afraid to seek out wise counsel. I got a life coach and I joined a community of like-minded women, clutter-free society. And it's just about being more self-aware, becoming more aware of your triggers and of your belief system and being willing to challenge it. And I promise you, it's going to be hard. It is hard to challenge your own beliefs, but it's something that you have to do. You have to be willing to really think about your words, really, really think about your thoughts and really take control of your thought life and to really analyze your own thoughts to where it's coming from because all of our behaviors it's rooted in something and it may be rooted in some clutter because you might be carrying clutter that might not even be your clutter it might be your parents clutter we do that it passes down so it's just being willing to challenge what you believe and really say like hmm maybe i ain't doing it right key jaffa it has been Amazing to have you on as my first guest of the year, first guest of the decade. And we've got 30 minutes of conversation and we only, we just only scratched the surface of this idea of decluttering. But I pray that um, anyone who listens to this specific episode will see in themselves some things that they, they can realize that, hey, I got some junk that I need to, to get clean. And so what I want you to do before you leave us is to give the woman who's listening, who realizes after hearing us that, listen, she's living in a cluttered house. Her, her body is the temple of the living, living God and is dirty. I would like for you to give her, like talk to her and give her an encouraging word so that she will begin the process because it's a process, right, of decluttering her soul so she can declutter her life. Okay, sis, just know just because you may have some junk, you are not Mm. junk. And... It doesn't, even if you may feel weighed down by the junk, you're not junk. Mm. It don't matter what it looked like. And piece by piece, you don't have to do it all in one day. You don't, it doesn't have to all be done in a month. It doesn't like everyone has their own process. It's just getting up and doing it. Like we say in clutter free society, do it now and do it afraid. Because on the other side of fear, I have on the other side of fear is everything that God has destined for your life. So get up and do it and just do little bit by little bit and celebrate everything you do along the way. Learn to celebrate yourself because see, you might feel like you're on your journey alone because the people around you may not understand what you're doing because you're changing, but that's okay. You have to learn to celebrate and love on yourself. And if you know that you're not even responding in the same way that you did last year or last month to the smallest of situations, that is such a major win. You know when you're winning and you celebrate you and just know that decluttering your life, like it's not a one day thing. It's a process and just stay in the process and just remember it's 
progression over perfection. Mm. It ain't going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect at all, but you keep moving anyway. Keep decluttering because eventually that room going to be clean. Oh, and you might still have a whole house, <laughs> but that's okay. That one, <laughs> that one room will be clean. And then there's just going to be a sense of accomplishment. And then you really going to get going. That's right. You, you really going to get going. That's right. So just start with that one thing. Just start and just be willing and be ready and be open. Be open. And know and, you're not alone. And know you're not alone. I Listen, I think all that needs to be said has been said. And I thank you, Kijafa. Let me tell you something. I got a whole other kind of level of love for you, sis, after this, after this you experience. Know. <laughs> you know we're going through this thing. Like, we didn't all... Listen, listen. This Mm -mm. is this Mm -mm. has been great. Allow that to happen. Yes, girl. Yes, I thank you so much for your time, your energy, your love, your wisdom, your wise counsel, all that good stuff. I pray nothing but blessings and favor for you, as well as less rap as your community grows. Well, everyone, we made it. We're done with the very first Speak Up Sis podcast conversation. And like I told you all at the beginning, it was going to be amazing. Sis Kijafa James, I appreciate you. I thank you for your authenticity. I thank you for lending your voice to the conversation because it's definitely necessary. Thank you all for joining me for this episode of Speak Up Sis podcast, where we say what we think nobody wants to hear, but what everybody needs to know. So this is what I need you to do right now at this very moment. Subscribe. Subscribe to Speak Up Sis podcast and allow me and my guests to inspire your story by sharing ours. So until next time, open up your mouth and speak up, sis.